0: Hello, and welcome to Casting Seeds, where you, the listener, get to decide, is this topic biblically casting pearls or planting seeds? I'm Savannah, your host. I'm a holistic health practitioner, body worker, alignment specialist, herbalist, and small business owner. I'm also a wife, and most importantly, Christian. This podcast is where you get to use God's singular truth for your discernment in individualized healthcare. That's me. Hello, I'm Savannah. (laughs)
1: I'm jeremiah.
0: Uh, this is my husband jeremiah Scagliotti, and we are actually playing around and starting our first Ever I guess this would be an introductory episode to casting seeds um I I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of (laughs) nervous Starting
1: cheers to uh making mistakes
0: (laughs) I'm kind of nervous starting a podcast. Uh One, because I feel like I really am constantly learning when it comes to holistic health and biblically all the time. And I know I'll be learning for the rest of my life. But I did notice that I was being asked the same questions over and over and over again when it came to holistic health and also just biblical questions as to whether or not things are okay. That are happening out there, especially with a lot of new age stuff going on and some other stuff that I really just don't think is that big of a deal and tends to be more of a heart issue for most people. Um, And most of it is individualized discernment, but there are still hard biblical yeses and nos that just come across in my life consistently. And also, people have a lot of questions when it comes to healthcare. So I think that's one of the big things that drove this podcast to begin. And I know Jeremiah too, he comes from a background of bodybuilding and he had a lot of questions about holistic health when we first met and when we were dating, which why don't you share a little bit about that? What it's like to have a wife who does this
1: oh, okay. <laughs> for <So> a living. <laughs> best thing ever is having someone to spot you and like help coach you. But I would say the worst thing because you have to try everything, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I can say that everything has worked, but it doesn't always taste great.
0: <laughs> He's talking about herbal tinctures. He's kind of my test dummy. Yeah, for a lot of those things.
1: But I think um, you know, throughout our experiences, I think when once, like we had our first miscarriage, mm-hmm. I think that was my biggest part of the introduction into holistic health and understanding how the hospitals work and how everything else works around us because you know like no one talks about this stuff Mm -hmm. we don't get any feedback or any information on it it's more of you know get pregnant and just see what happens
0: yeah jeremiah and i have been talking or throwing this around especially to my clients for the past year and a half about me possibly starting a podcast and i think that a lot of people were behind it and excited, but once things really started affecting us personally. Uh, and clients genuinely were interested. Like I have people who are nutritionists that I see. I have world-class trainers and athletes that I work with. And when people were saying that, I would totally be willing to talk about that biblically on your podcast. And some of them aren't even Christian. They just have a certain point of view, and I am allowed to ask them questions from a Christian perspective and as to whether or not they think Christians should be doing it, which is also a really cool perspective that I think a lot of Christians don't get to hear. Uh, but once Jeremiah and I started having our own physical ailments, which started happening to me, I guess more in my teens, especially when I was professionally modeling and just not making the right choices for my health. And it just went downhill from there. But Jeremiah really started feeling it in his thirties.
1: Yeah. Age, (laughs) you know, just getting old.
0: Uh, so that's kind of the premise of why we wanted to start this podcast to begin with and. Uh, just a light overview, I guess, of who we are. Um, and biblically, I, I've i been a Christian. I met God for the first time when I was 15, just thought baptism would save me. And clearly, that was a lie because I continued to sexually sin. And uh, I just thought, you know, I have fire insurance from hell. If I got baptized, I can do whatever I want. And that's obviously not how it works. And at 19, I had a true, uh, moment with Christ where I was bawling uncontrollably in my room. And I just realized, like, I was like, I became a Christian. Why? And I did not grow up in a Christian home either. And I just, my only thing that I had was, you know, I know how to love everybody. And I hadn't opened up my Bible for years. I sat on the floor and I opened up to what of all chapters, first Corinthians <laughs> Chapter 13. And God showed me what love truly was and what love wasn't. And when He made it clear to me that if you don't know me, you don't even know what love is, I bawled uncontrollably, like hyperventilated and like gagged, like throw, (laughs) I was trying not to throw up and realized how much I needed a Lord and Savior. And here I am today, now at 29 years old, uh, now 10 years later. And I'm so thankful that I had that moment. Were there ups and downs? Absolutely. And I think the biggest part of it was because I didn't, I never really had true community for a long time to hold me accountable for my actions. And it was just me in the word every so often, right? And then praying all the time, talking at God consistently, but not letting him speak to me or letting his fellowship speak to me and having genuine fellowship. So I'm held accountable all the time, especially in marriage. (laughs) How about you? What's your... Testimony there, especially going into holistic health
1: Mm. I would say Like for holistic health. I don't know if mine really pertains to Holistic health. I would say mine's more towards the masculinity and mental health of men
0: Yeah, which I personally I think that that which
1: is actually holistic health.
0: Yeah Having a breakthrough. (laughs) Yeah, breakthrough moment there.
1: Yeah (laughs) um but Yeah, I came to Christ when I was 30? 2020, yeah. 2020, 30. Yeah, so just getting to the point of what drew me to Christianity was masculinity and the image of Jesus as a man and as a God at the exact same time, 100% each. And the thought of, Being in servitude to the church, your wife, everybody around you that is part of your body, family, and everything. It just, that's what drew me into Christianity and wanting to be like Jesus Mm -hmm. and pretty much die to to oneself as God did for us on the cross.
0: Yeah, Christ-like. Yeah. Men are supposed to take off the cross. Yeah, that was that's a fun story that we can talk about another time. Yeah. I'd love to do an interview, and if people are interested, hear how we first met. Oh, someone to the silence their cell phones. No, yeah. laptop. laptops. Laptops. Um, yeah, I guess this little intro episode is just for listeners to get to know a little bit about me and entrust into me and see if they even want to listen. To some random girl on the internet with with the five bajillion other Podcasts that they can listen to out there.
1: Well, there's not there's that's the thing christianity On the podcast network is not massive, you know, like there's really five hundred thousand Podcasts out there that are currently active and not even five percent are christian. That's crazy Well, like if I look for the masculinity ones just by itself for men, there's about 50
0: really And who knows if they're I mean probably most of them are not biblical masculinity
1: I mean most of the stuff is you know work hard make money Pray for it,
0: which is that's biblical work hard play hard.
1: Yeah (laughs) That's another subject (laughs) You got to be careful who you're listening. to. Yeah, I
0: know. I'm just joking everyone I feel like i'm gonna have to add caveats to everything. I am (laughs) clearly joking that that is not biblical Uh, But Jeremiah has some questions for me. I don't know all of them. I felt like there were some that we really liked that were written out. Um, And I'm going to let him decide and just use discernment on which ones he wants to ask me. There was someone who was reading them to me. I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. Like I sounded like some woman in church agreeing with everything the pastor was saying. Uh, but yeah, so I also have an Instagram right now called Savannah Marie massage, which is also my business. Uh, if we, we may start a podcast Instagram that's casting seeds so that people can ask more direct questions if it grows. I think it depends if we start getting probably over a hundred or 150 subscribers, maybe then it would just be worth it to start a, a separate Instagram that's separate from my business. Uh, but Yeah, we'll see. I have, you can tell this is very up in the air. We're just doing what we believe God's calling us to do, which is honestly talk about holistic health and really help, you know, figure out if you're casting seeds or casting pearls to swine. That's, we want to make sure that we're planting seeds like it's talked about in Matthew. So, all right, Jeremiah, hit me with the first question. Hit me with your best shot.
1: All right. Um, I think number one was really good for a beginner. How do you incorporate biblical principles into your approach to holistic health?
0: That is a good question. Um, I incorporate biblical principles into every aspect of my life. (laughs) So in that way, it is incorporating into holistic health. And if we're going to get a definition of holistic health, um, Technically, through Google, uh, holistic health is a junction of mind, body and spirit where it's working with all three together. And I feel like holistic health is a biblical principle because we are trying to work through the spirit right in every aspect of our life and have fruits of the Holy Spirit, the last one being self-control and using that with our body and our mind. So self-control means how am I going to act when I know that I'm sick? How am I going to use God's glory and God's creation in everything that I do, with the money that I use, with the time that I have throughout the day? And uh, these are lifestyle choices and habits. And honestly, it's a choice. You have to choose the Lord every single day. So that's how I also do that through holistic health. People ask me uncomfortable questions sometimes where... They want me to talk about things that maybe they're excited about, like Reiki work, where I'm not so excited. And I know some people are going to hear that and be like, well, I'm done with this podcast. (laughs) But uh, biblically, there are things that I just don't stand by, especially because I've been in a cult-like atmosphere before when I was younger that was literally demonic. And they tried to teach me how to read tarot cards and, do literal witchcraft. So um,
1: So you lead by example.
0: Yeah, through my life, yeah. my lifestyle choices. And, and then
1: you're just really open and you want to share the gospel and you yes. communicate.
0: And yeah. I make it very clear to every single one of my clients who walks in through the door. I don't care what their background is or where they're from. They know that I'm a Christian through my website or I mean, there are Bible verses in my office. So um, and, you know, the Bible, the word's offensive. Yeah, people are going to be offended no matter what. So I might as well be truthful to my father. In the meantime,
1: um, I think this is another good one because of you know like you're not the only person that's going to be on people's team. You know they're going to have a team, a doctor, a um, a physical therapist, or somebody yes. else. I think a good question to roll into is, uh, do you work in conjunction with other healthcare providers mm-hmm. such as medical doctors and If so, how do you integrate your approach with theirs? Yeah.
0: No, it's a a good question. So it really is a hard line for many clients who come to me. They are coming to me, most of them, very angry and hurt and betrayed. Um, Normally from allopathic medicine, which is Western medicine, or like the average doctor or PT or whatever. Um, it's not as common for someone to come to a holistic healthcare practitioner uh who is upset with holistic health, but there are a lot of people who are perturbed and disturbed from the cro- like crooks and crooks. Mm-hmm especially in like holistic health and they never compare holistically to like finances or money. They're like, Oh, I'll spend like $5,000 on like a spiritual worker. But then when it comes to $5,000 for medicine, they're like, Oh, this doctor is trying to screw me over, which I think is silly. Um, Cause both of them are insane in my mind. Uh, so when it comes to working with people that I trust, I only recommend doctors uh, other healthcare workers, whether holistic or allopathic that I've personally worked with, um, or that I've met with and had long discussions with, but I do like to personally meet and get treated by all of the people that I recommend, whether or not they recommend me, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I do have some people coming in from other chiropractors or, um, I don't think any doctors personally have recommended me that I'm aware of. Uh, I have a few um, therapists. I've had like mental health therapists recommend me, and I work, but that's because I've worked on them. They were looking for healthcare and they came to me, and then they have sent their patients to me, which then became my clients. So, I mean, when it comes to holistic healthcare, I do tell my clients all the time, and I think that's why you used the word healthcare team. Because that's a word that I say to my clients, and if you're a client listening to this, you're like, ah, the healthcare team spiel that she gives at the beginning of every <laughs> every single session. Uh, I tell my clients, whether it's myself or somebody else, I as much as I'd love to be a part of their healthcare team, if I do not fit, or if I'm there for just a season, or even just one session, or if we're talking at the beginning of the session, it makes it they make it very clear that I am not the right fit, then they don't pay for that session. They're not going to sit there and have to continue listening to me or get worked on by me if it doesn't work then that's actually a blessing and I want to help them find the right healthcare team whether I'm a part of it or not to be able to grow because it's about individualized healthcare. it's about individualized health the same way that every Christian has different gifts and individualized discernment so I'm there to love on you whether or not you need my help but biblically I'm here to serve you as a servant for Christ and God's called me that through healthcare and it's a blessing whether or not I'm a part of it. So. Mm.
1: All right. Well, that was, yeah. You liked we, that answer? We, I did. I really did. <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to touch on to like, um, a few of the topics or subjects that you kind of are against maybe.
0: Like right off the bat?
1: Yeah. Like, so like, um i know you were like a hard no on if, if you on got it on reiki um if you had a, like a vaccination within a certain point in time oh or um i think it's called insemination or what was oh, it ivf i yeah that one
0: yeah um so that's kind of a gnarly question yeah. to ask in an opening oh. episode I, I had to
1: throw you a hard one
0: yeah well these none of them are easy yeah <laughs> Because uh, most... I mean, obviously, it's a lot of it's personal opinion, but mm. I'm trying to make sure that it's not this... That's the point of this show, is that people can listen to my opinion, which a lot of it's going to be opinion, but that's the point of casting seeds. They get to decide if it really... This episode was casting a seed or, you know, casting pearls. So if they're like, yeah. Savannah, this is a pearl. I hate you. I disagree. I'd be like, all right, great. Individual <laughs> heart ter- heart concern. Um, Yeah, I... I would love, I don't remember her name and I actually have her book. I feel like I need to look it up on Instagram, but Alex Clark does a really great uh, podcast called the spillover and she interviewed this woman and I'm going to have to put it, you know, when we post this under the information, I'll just start with the IVF commentary uh, because a lot of people are really shocked to hear that I'm extraordinarily against IVF, Mm -hmm. super against it biblically uh i believe that children are a blessing we god does not say at any point in the bible that we are going to get married and or going to have kids gift yeah they're all gifts so when people make children and people are not going to like this
1: i know
0: they're, they're not, not. like it i feel like this is <laughs> immediately telling people stay away from this podcast i'm not trying to do that uh but I can go into this more deeply and I would love to interview her in the future. But, um, I am super, I was kind of like iffy about it. And then I listened to that podcast and read her book and follow her on Instagram. And I was like, there's no way people could feel Mm -hmm. so. But I have friends right now who are just got, just had IVF. I did learn that there are types of IVF that do not necessarily kill babies. um, You can keep all of them if you're able to afford it and your babies won't die in storage and stuff. I just personally believe that there are so many children out there that really do need homes that are already born. And also, do I agree with sperm insemination or things like that? No, because Mm -hmm. I also think biblically and statistically it is proven that children do better with their biological mother and father. So if you have sperm donation, egg donation, all that, it, to me biblically from what i've read and also from the research, it is playing god. So i am against most to yeah. any most things like that. What was the other one you asked? Um Oh, uh,
1: the, no, covid vaccinations. Oh. Like you you have a time period where you do you will not be able to work on people.
0: Yeah, so basically when it comes to individualized healthcare, i could give a rip. If you want to get vaccinated, if you want to take a ibuprofen up the yin-yang all day, every day, more power to you. Where you live right now in a free country in America, where hopefully and prayerfully, that's still able to become a stay a choice uh, for individualized health care. I personally am not a fan of vaccinations and I have not been for a long time. And I was named as kooky for years because of it uh and i've known for a long time that they've been putting dna into vaccinations so it's not a new thing with the covid vaccine which also we can put up uh stuff to show that and as well at the end of the episode but uh, or actually when we go into more depth with those types of things yeah another episode yeah but um yes so what people don't understand is shedding is a real thing and i learned it in school before COVID came out um, when people said that shedding was you know, silly and people were like, oh, it's just a part of the far right telling you not to get vaccinated. Nope, shedding is a real thing. And I actually was a victim of shedding and I bled uncontrollably for a long time. And you were there, I was really swollen yeah. and sick. And on top of that, I have an autoimmune disorder, Hashimoto's and PCOS, which was undiagnosed at that time. I had uh, celiac disease at that time. So, um, yeah. And I got really sick because people decided to get vaccinated and not heed my warnings. And it's because my skin is touching your skin and heavy metals come through your skin, especially during massage. I mean, even my sheets will smell weird from lymphatic drainage. After people leave my room smells like the person that was in there, like their own sweat. And you can tell because you'll step out of the room and step back in and it will smell musky and kind of funky, but it's just people leaking their lymphatic drainage, which is very common in massage and in any practice that's why you'll see people spray down tables if you're at more of a medical clinic um at least they should be uh so yeah it's it's a real thing shedding is real heavy metals are real in all vaccines and medicines and doesn't mean they're necessarily bad some of them are amazing and they really can help people But in order to make it safe for any practitioner that you are with, it is healthy and safe if you are getting vaccinated, not to stay home for two weeks. You don't have to do that. But if you're around someone who isn't vaccinated or you know you're going to be around a group of people, don't hug them and don't touch them a lot because your shedding can actually cause things like miscarriages in other women and um, severe illness. And we had I also had a friend who was a teacher who had severe, um, he was bleeding out of his urethra because of shedding after he worked on people. So it is a real thing. And I asked my clients to please respect that. And it hasn't been an issue since that one week where I had two clients back to back, but I was really sick for about three months because of it. And it, I don't know. It, I don't know if it still affects me to this day. So.
1: Yeah. I know that it was really difficult for the both of us. Yeah. Um, I, I did realize just now we haven't talked about what your practice is. So (laughs) from just my understanding, you're a massage therapist Mm -hmm. who is, um, a rolfer, right? And you manipulate muscle, right? So and fascia tissue, and that's how you help people.
0: So I love that my own husband is still confused as to
1: what I do. It is a little confusing. It
0: is because... A holistic health practitioner can also be and this is what is really frustrating and confusing about holistic health in general and what i find to be very frustrating especially when I, th- I speak to moms because they're looking for answers normally for their husband their children and themselves right so um when it comes to holistic health let alone holistic health practitioner a lot of people can have the exact same title but specialize in different things which drives me insane it drives me insane as well because People are like, well, what are you? What do you do? You don't know, make sense. Where if someone went in and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a kinesiologist. Like, great. You know exactly. Someone studied kinesiology and they can help you. <laughs> yeah. um, so I am a holistic health practitioner. I specialized in pain management and not rolfing. I get really frustrated because I did structural integration. So technically, I'm a structural integrationist, but it's a break off of rolfing. But there are a lot of structural integration workers out there who just say they're rolfers. And to me, it's kind of disrespectful to the people who actually went to the four-year school, the Ida Rolf School of Rolfing, because that's an extremely expensive and really like amazing program. But people don't understand the difference between the two, so I have to advertise as rolfing and then explain to them. But my style, just as every other style, like you could go to someone for shiatsu and expect a certain type of massage or Swedish massage, but everyone has their own individualized style so I um being a holistic health practitioner you have to have at least a thousand hours of experience m- different types of massage in your schooling and under your belt I have close to what do I have I know I have over 1500 just from one school but I think I have about almost 2000 hours of schooling um with all yeah, my schooling and, combined. And you were
1: actually practicing while in school too.
0: Yeah. I was practicing at a chiropractic office, but that's technically not schooling. I mean, yeah, to me actually. It is. Well.
1: It's practice.
0: Yeah. But I was getting paid. So. Yeah. I mean. was <laughs> it really practice. Benefits. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So for me, I, I do specialize in pain management, but it's starting to lean more because I'm also an herbalist. Uh, but I. Honestly, again, when I say that I'm an herbalist and I do pain management work and all that stuff, there are amazing people uh, who really dedicate all their time like they are just herbalists and they know so much more knowledge than I have or just roll and their knowledge of fascia tissue and working with gravity and movement is insane. So there are technically way more qualified specialists out there. I feel like I just have a very good general sense and overview of holistic health in general, which makes it easier for me to explain it to Christians who maybe only speak Christianese or to people who are not Christian because I did not grow up Christian um, and I know neither did you. So it's easy for us to explain like, hey, biblically, this is what is okay from X, Y, I mean, from A to Z, right? And then when it comes to christians as well i can say hey biblically from a to z this is what i explain to people but also here's the heart issues behind stuff and if you're struggling here's what i can help you with and here's what god agrees with oh did that answer the question yeah me explaining what i do yeah um i didn't really i should say
1: no i thought that was a great explanation i think uh there there's a little bit more to it
0: i do soft tissue muscle alignment through fascia
1: yeah (laughs) That but I was, mean, I also have felt my bones pop back into place because he moved fascia.
0: Yes, you're you naturally and legally, because <laughs> I can't legally adjust people. No, you legally adjusted yourself. Yes. Um, I just supported by releasing your soft tissue, allowing your body to self align. And that's actually what it is. And I love watching clients. Like in In one session, you will see a significant difference. And people can see it and feel it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that's what, I, that's what I love so much about it. I actually don't understand why every single therapist is not a structural integrator. Yeah. Like bare minimum. I feel like that should be the base of all massage therapy.
1: I agree. It's, I mean, you want just oil and a little basically... I don't know.
0: Yeah. I I tell my clients it's true. You want to be oiled up and baked like a Turkey. Yeah. I can do that for you for free. (laughs) Takes two seconds. But I, I tell my clients you can either go to a spa and feel amazing and pampered while on the table. And while you're at that spa, spend thousands of dollars and tip people and do all that stuff, which is great. That's honestly where the money is. And I don't make that money. Um, you can make, so it can be easy on the table and then you feel like crap afterwards, mm-hmm. or you can work hard on the table and actually face pain. And I don't, cause people hear rolfing and they're like, Oh, it's the most painful thing. That's cause I don't do rolfing. I do structural integration yeah. and it's not painful cause it needs to sit around a five. You don't, it's not about facing pain head on 10,000%. Like you're giving birth pushing it's, or for men I say like, if it shouldn't feel like you're breaking a bone or bleeding out, Um, it should be just uncomfortable enough that your body can recognize that there is a misalignment and your subconscious that hardened the fascia tissue and pulled you out of alignment, um, can then say, Oh, in order to complete this movement, I have to relax and release. And your brain subconscious part of your brain sends it to your nerve endings, which responds to your fascia tissue and releases and allows your body to be in correct function. Again, it may happen in one session. It may happen in three. If you have chronic um movements in home that you're retraining your movement back out of alignment it may take a few years to fully retrain your movement at home but on session on the table it does release in that moment so it's just more about lifestyle changes but
1: i mean it's crazy like i i had flashbacks to when when my injury occurred Mm -hmm. it just reminded me that that pain instantly reminded me in my hands like oh yeah the hammer
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah. People, I had a client actually, actually I was a, a girl that I was working on when I was in school. She's my old coworker. I was working on her leg and I was doing structural for the first time. And she remembered all of a sudden out of nowhere that she broke her leg when she was five, like something that you think was pretty traumatic and that you, yeah. how could you forget that? But our body is made to protect ourselves. That's why God is so amazing. He made our bodies to self-heal and self-protect. But we have to then, which is why I love the Lord so much, uh, fearfully and wonderfully made for sure. He, he made it where we have to also lovingly submit our fears and worries to him, even in our own body, where we have to face the const- like basically the destruction that happened, right? Whether it's a posture injury long-term or an actual like physical injury that happened to us, controlled or uncontrolled. We have to then acknowledge like, oh my gosh, this did happen, but it's okay. It's not happening anymore. And your subconscious takes over and releases it. And it's honestly, and I'm going to say this, all Christians release twice as fast on my table.
1: It makes sense. You know, like it, it, giving over, giving your sin to the Lord, you know, being able to understand that once God died for us on the cross, mm-hmm. he forgave all that we are able to like let go of our past because we are born again. Yes. So in that same concept, it makes perfect sense what you're saying.
0: Yes. And to clarify, it's not like dying to ourselves over and over and over again, right? We did that already when we gave our life to Christ. Mm -hmm. Like in that moment when... The Lord accepted us. We gave our life, I don't know, the whole predestination. Not. <laughs> we'll let you guys. It's not a salvation issue. No. <laughs> if you're saved, you're saved. That's all that matters. Oh, my gosh. Ew. The microphone touched me. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I have like a massive fear of foam and velvet.
1: <laughs> and ceramic, uh, uncoated material. I have, and, and I have rough texture napkins. issues. It is, it is hilarious, but I feel for her. I have the same thing with sushi. Ugh,
0: so... <laughs> it's not the same, it's, but
1: look, when it touches your tongue and it just it feels I I know a hundred percent it's is the same texture.
0: <laughs> this wasn't a tangent. I don't know. I guess we've <laughs> only had one this entire time. Um I don't even what were we talking? Oh. What were we talking about?
1: <laughs> well, I, I think
0: Oh, to I, dying point, to self. Yeah. Dying to self. But
1: I think we should lead on to some, a, a different part. In your experience, and I'm going to use this word because it is, I love how our, like.
0: What are you going to say? I'm nervous How now.
1: Terry calls it potions. <laughs> I love it. It always makes me laugh.
0: Talk okay. about your potions a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Terry, for planting this into my husband's mind. Um. So they're obviously not potions, yes. But I create herbal tinctures, so I grow and or order uh, from holistic gardens and. Uh, I don't know, apothecaries, Yeah, basically.
1: Farms, apothecaries. Yeah, yeah, probably
0: just mostly farms, but they have their own apothecaries and create my own teachers and help teach people how to make their own herbal medicine at home. Again, it's just a part of people being in control of their own health. I want to be an advocate for individualized healthcare. I want to be an advocate for people being able to use God's creation for their health. Yeah. And that includes farming your own animals and you, raising them for slaughter for your own health
1: soon soon, <laughs> soon. yeah i'm yeah. looking at
0: him like come on give me some chickens she wants chickens <laughs> you guys you're gonna be hearing in about if this podcast goes well hopefully we can use the
1: finances to <laughs> get chickens. yeah then we'll get chickens yes okay?
0: and then we can have a whole podcast on chickens oh no and urban farming because for <laughs> us it, it would be urban um oh. <laughs> But that's honestly my potions, which has gotten me some flack in yeah, the past. I know. Yeah. Because uh, p- people think that's yeah. what they are. When it's funny, because a majority of my clients who buy them from me, like honestly, 80% of my clients who get herbal tinctures from me are Christians. So, yeah. uh, I
1: mean, I don't know how people actually think they're potions, like chamomile. Come on.
0: Yeah. But I think it's because it's cooked down, like tinctures are uh, alcohol based. Yeah. So I think that also gets a bad rap, but it's honestly just the best way for a plant to get broken down. You can also make hydrosols, hyd- I forget what they're called, but it's the same thing with water, mm. you boil it in AKA tea. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, so but there are very specific methods and great things that I learned from my teacher Shana, and there, I, Jeremiah and I have both learned from her and even taken. Uh, herbal yeah, that was class. a lot of fun. That was great. The pesto was not great though. Sometimes
1: I just I'm not a green pesto person.
0: Yeah, he just also doesn't like eating I don't salads like or greens. For part. We have a really awkward easy, diet. No, <laughs> <laughs> but easy relationship as you guys can tell. Um, I
1: <laughs> so. What would what would you say your favorite part of your job is?
0: Oh my serving.
1: Serving. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have the heart for it. I see it every day. Yeah.
0: Thank you. That's so kind. So do you. Otherwise I wouldn't be married to you. <laughs> Thanks. Because you lead you lead in servitude all the time. And you have um, a very tender heart and mm-hmm. spirit. But thank you. Uh honestly serving. Like we open our house up and host quite often. And in that way, it's an extension of servitude. Yeah. And in the same way, I feel like that's what I do in my office every day. I host and love on people to the best of God's ability. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, if I did it to my ability every day, people would not be leaving happy. It's his love. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. There. It's a lot of patience. It's a lot of... I mean, and I love my, the office manager, Bridget, she hears, <laughs> <laughs> she hears true Savannah, like in between clients or, you know, failing Savannah and fleshly Savannah, but I would never give that to my clients. Mm-hmm. At least, I mean, I hope and pray that I haven't, uh, I'm who can be a thousand percent professional all the time. Nobody. Yeah. But when you're relying on Christ to serve and love others. And when I go in with that heart, especially even when people come in angry and just mean and bitter, even towards me, and I've never even met them before. Um, The first thing I think of, I remember like, Savannah, they're in pain. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
0: what I tell myself. Savannah, they're in pain. Are you joyful when you're in pain? Well, I better be. I should be. But a lot of people come in aren't Christian. So why would they have to give me the time of day of being kind or nice, especially when people have betrayed them that are healthcare professionals? People have doctorates who have manipulated them. I actually have... Uh, I did a survey on my Instagram the other day with all of my clients. I have over a thousand followers, um, not 2000 yet. (laughs) It's not (laughs) like it really matters to be honest. Um, I did a survey the other day. I'm also technologically impaired. Jeremiah does all the tech stuff here. Okay, here we go, photos. So I asked all of my followers, and I'm going to give you guys the amount of people. So this is... Uh, how many people did this? So it shows how many voters. I had 65 voters, okay? So I had 65 voters. I think I did the math, and about 20% were men. So... Uh, and I'll ask the questions and then I'll put it out there and give you the percentages of each. The first question was, have you ever been taken advantage of medically? And I put 100%, I'm not sure, or never. 100% of people, like people who said 100% have been taking, taken advantage of medically, Se- 71% of them Wow. out of 65 voters. 21% they're not sure if they have been, yeah. which is fair. Some people yeah, don't I even mean, know what to look for.
1: We got those bills and we're like, what is all this stuff?
0: Oh, yeah. We didn't even realize we were... Yeah. And then 7% said never, which actually is great. And I feel like those 7% are in the I'm not sure department. (laughs) (laughs) They don't realize they have been, but that's a personal opinion, obviously. And I said, this goes for all types of healthcare, gym, hospital, doctor visit, herbalism, like any type of healthcare, all encompassing. This is allopathic and uh, holistic. So again, allopathic and holistic. What were you taking advantage for? uh, fifth, uh, money and a, like inappropriate. So I don't, that could be under anything yeah. malpractice or two or more of these things. So 50% of them said money. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20% of them said inappropriate. Whoa. Yeah. Um, 0% said malpractice. So that means no one's been botched. That took the uh, or like, you know, like someone had a horrible surgery or, yeah. you know, I, I mean, don't know.
1: In my experience, yeah. I, I, one of the reasons why I avoid doctors is because I had, I had, yeah. So I was getting a spinal tap because like I had a in, head injury mm-hmm. from school and the guy said like I, he's had, I think he said like over 750 instances where he's done this procedure and he's never messed up and he goes in. He puts the needle and my legs go completely numb.
0: Yeah. So but I'm that so obviously you didn't take this. No, I didn't. (laughs) My own husband didn't didn't do it. My poll. Um and then thirty percent of them said they've had two or more of the things that I've mentioned, which was money being inappropriate or malpractice. So who knows? Someone could have had malpractice, but it's just being taken advantage of in any way and i said in any healthcare industry whether it be sexually financially throughout any practice you know Mm. whatever so the next one is who do you trust the most regarding your health um and out of 65 people i'm actually very proud of the people who follow me (laughs) (laughs) because 64 percent said myself which made me happy zero percent though said doctor or nurse Mm. Which, you know, this may be a little biased. They're following a holistic healthcare practitioner. 21% said holistic. And then 14% said, Mom knows best. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was cute. But my thing was, it's a good question to ask yourself when you think about who is in the ultimate control of your health, well being, and trust. You know, I probably should have mentioned Jesus in this, but. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Clearly, Mom knows mom. best. Um, the last question I asked was, why do you choose to finally ask for help? So mm-hmm. like, cause I think that's something we don't think about yeah. quite often.
1: Most people wait until they're suffering.
0: Most as in. Yeah. Like
1: yeah. I'm
0: not kidding. People who see me, they're like, it's been hurting for six months, but now my legs about to snap and I'm like, sorry, yeah. it's now too late to see that me.
1: story from your new, one of your new clients. How many airplane crashes?
0: Oh, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After my fourth airplane crash, I thought it might be a good time to yeah. see you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> um, anyway, so why do you choose to finally ask for help? Uh, 58%, which is this is the highest one, said pain or discomfort, which mm-hmm. I, I thought that would be the highest because that's normally why people see me. 25% said if my life is disrupted, mm. which... I think those people are honestly being the honest on here because mm-hmm. most people will have pain or discomfort and push through it over and over and over again. And until their arm stops working or their neck can't turn anymore, that's when they come in. Yeah. And that's only 20. So only 25% of you out of 65 were truly honest, in my opinion. Uh, 0% said a tickle of anything. Hmm. So, like if they barely start feeling yeah. a disruption, and 17% said preventative, which. Some of you may be honest. I don't know. Um, but these are healthy questions that we should ask ourselves. I love how to. I was like, let's do a 10-minute a introduction, and it's now.
1: 43 minutes in. <laughs> 40... 44. <laughs> like... so do you want to do one more question?
0: Uh, Yeah. Why don't we just round this out, I guess.
1: All right. I got a good one. Is it good? Yeah. I think it's good. I think a lot of people would want to hear okay. any success stories that you would want to share. Like Aww. through um you know the potions or stop calling them potions that was the last one okay all right because people are gonna think i'm a weirdo i know they are i mean she is you guys (laughs) that's why i married her
0: (laughs) Aw, that sounds like a you problem it is (laughs) on all levels every man i don't know i mean reading i don't have a ton i feel like i don't have a ton of reviews i think i have like 15 Uh,
1: not even the reviews like i just i it doesn't matter. Uh, success stories like like um, some of my favorites. Well, like one of my favorites is one of our friends that started seeing you is now a uh had her first period after like three years. Mm. Another one that I could remember. Yeah, she
0: was able to start doing IVF, and hopefully they'll have a baby. But yeah, she could yeah. get her menstrual cycle back.
1: Another one that I really I really liked and enjoyed was um. I think it was one. Of, oh, I forgot whose baby it was, but it was. It's okay. Colic. We don't,
0: we shouldn't say who.
1: Oh, true. <laughs> you, you helped somebody with their child.
0: Oh, um, like newborn.
1: Yeah. A newborn. Yeah. So recent. I do,
0: I do prenatal and postnatal and I work on newborns. Uh, but, uh, one of my clients, her baby basically just was not eating, Is that what it was?
1: Yeah. And I I know you readjusted. Yeah.
0: He had stomach issues and he was only three months old and I worked on his mom all throughout her pregnancy and worked on him when he was first born and made sure that he was nice and loose. And we did Mm -hmm. some alignment work on him, uh, which was so fun. Also teaching, teaching the family how to do alignment work and check in with your baby and make sure they're okay. But yeah, uh, I it took me going over to her house, and I brought her some tinctures to help rub on his tummy and help. I remember, it was a rainy day. It was, yeah. and I went there, and we look actually looked through, and she could not get into a gastroenterologist. They were going to give her another month. Oh, he wasn't pooping. Yeah, that's what it was. He hadn't pooped in two weeks. And you guys, if you're listening to this, your mom and your heart just stopped because your baby can die. (laughs) So the fact that she called me, I was a little bit ready to be like, all right, well, maybe it's time to call 911 instead. But we went there and I told her, I was like, if you're willing to wait possibly three more days, if you think it's safe for your baby, um, let's just look at what you're eating because obviously breast milk feeds your baby. So we looked and I went to her house. To me, it was more of an emergency call. So there was no doubt that I was going to go see her and she lives close by. Um, Yeah, I went and I brought her some tinctures, but the tinctures, as much as they helped, it was removing a prenatal vitamin that had super heavy amounts of iron in it and iron causes constipation. So I had her stop taking her postnatal or prenatal, whatever. And mm-hmm. I told her she could switch it out if she wanted to, but honestly, she just needed to start taking organ meats instead. And she did. She stopped taking it. And within three days, just like I said, her baby had normal digestion again, and they canceled the appointment with the Nero- gastroenterologist
1: yeah <laughs> that was awesome like that's just... yeah
0: but that's I like i'm not a professional yeah. dietitian in any way so honestly i feel like those moments are like god moments where mm-hmm. he just takes the practical knowledge that i've had and learned and just applied it to holistic living and lifestyle and understanding like everything that we eat everything that we do brings glory to the lord and whether or not that person is a believer it doesn't matter because I'm being called in as a like as a believer like Daniel you know got called in to become a counselor for yeah. someone who is not a christian and he still biblically did his job in babylon babylon yeah. i can't talk <laughs> and that's how i feel sometimes i'm doing my job biblically in Babylon, whether or not I agree with someone's lifestyle, I'm called to serve them and love on them. And when they see that it's different than anything else they've experienced, that's when I can explain, well, yeah, because I'm serving you as God serves me.
1: I've I've witnessed that like everywhere, everywhere we go, you're always volunteering yourself to serve. Like we were at your grandfather's funeral and you, you were literally helping somebody that was help host us. And like, we were on a date and, you know, at at the beach, remember when we bought each other our outfits and we were at the beach and that guy was sitting right there and he's like in pain and he's trying to stretch his back. And then you just started up the conversation and started sharing and started working. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, that's what servitude is, right? Jesus didn't just sit there and tell the masses that he loved him and that God was sending him to save the world like in flesh. He died for our Mm -hmm. sins and showed that that flesh took on all of our sins all the way to the world, past, present and future. And to me as a Christian, I though I can never and would never want to take that role. I mean, that's terrifying and it's amazing that God did that for us because we don't deserve it that's where it comes down to. It doesn't matter whether or not these people deserve it. They're also paying for a service. And even if they're not paying for it, if I run into people like you were talking about, yeah. it's about loving on them in the moment. And God, there's no such thing as coincidences. So uh, even though we never saw that man again on the beach, you yeah. know, we gave him a card and we we're like, come on up to Orange County anytime. Yeah. It was about saying like, you know, God loves you and we're here to serve and pour into you at any yeah. time he did try to convince us to move down to Oceanside.
1: Yeah, he did. <laughs> He's like, you should open up a practice down here. <laughs>
0: yeah, for getting free work all the time. Yeah. But um, thank you, love, for interviewing me.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. I, uh, I, I think this is a point where we ask for people to like and subscribe. subscribe? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, that feels weird and yeah, like, I know. needy.
1: <laughs> I mean, but it's like... A part of know, the job. I guess, yeah.
0: Well, that is, if you do enjoy the topics that we talked about if you do feel like you agree or if you disagree and you just want to listen and hate on me all publicity is good publicity yeah <laughs> so, um and this is very different from the episodes I'm gonna have in the future I have people that I have lined up to interview that I'm really excited about we have uh, a Christian bodybuilder there are a lot of people who are super against bodybuilding in the Christian world um, visually uh, and also, just medically. And there are a lot of people who are super for it. So I'd love for people to ask questions. I have people who have Christian home birth stories and birth stories in general. We have someone coming to talk about that. We have people coming on who are not Christian and who are Christian people. I have a world-class nutritionist coming on. So if you follow me on massage.com you'll see on my story question prompts for next episodes so that's where if followers release, if it starts to pick up, I will create a separate Instagram just for casting seeds so that people can just be focused on that. And then Savannah Marie Massage is just more strictly about my business and alignment work. But yeah, I I don't know. Like and subscribe, share. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we did this.
1: If you know us, talk to us. Tell us how what you think about it.
0: Yeah. And if you hate it. Tell, tell us. us. <laughs> <laughs> please
1: yeah give us a, take any advice you got any I know opinions
0: especially with our friend who used to be a radio show host I hope oh, he, yeah. I hope he is very brutally honest with oh. us I hope you all are honestly yeah. and we can take it <laughs> jeremiah can <laughs> I'm just kidding I love constructed criticism but thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of casting seeds I feel like I need a cool signature sign off oh yeah you know you know what <laughs> comment comment or let me know was this casting seeds do you guys feel like this was biblically planted do you feel like this was biblically rooted and that seeds are going to grow from this or do you feel like savannah this podcast sucks time to cast it to the swine because this is falling on deaf ears um but you know either way there's growth <laughs> So you guys let me know, was this casting seeds or casting pearls? And I can't wait to talk next time. This is so
1: awkward. It is. Yeah. I mean, this this is just the point where we sign off. Thank you, everybody.
0: I love you. God bless. Praying always.
1: Talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank you. (laughs)